But who? Nigga, I do my own thing. Cocaine fight. Nigga, I'm in my own lane. Run around with shooter. Young nigga, they insane. I ain't need a mob. Bigger ranking. I'm telling you. Nigga, shut up. <laughs> this CM5. I remember when White Friday dropped. Shut down the servers at UTC. <laughs> Hell no. Nigga said shut down the servers. Cocaine. 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 Ain't no Mine. cocaine music gonna shut down the servers. I tell you that, nigga, you tripping, bro? I bullshit you not. When cocaine, when CM Five dropped, cause you got to think CM Five dropped during a time when uh, at UTC, like they had to have. We didn't have like the internet that y'all probably had. You had a specific internet for your building, and there were these little things on each hallway. They were like Wi-Fi extenders. So South Campus, we barely had fucking Wi-Fi. Damn. If you was in, if you was in uh, Lock Miller and uh, Jo and shit like that, like you had all the Wi-Fi because everything was housed at the UC. So in order for us to have uh, service in South Campus, they had these range extenders that you used to have in your in every hallway, on every floor. And I ain't gonna never forget this shit, man. The night cocaine music fire dropped, everybody was on Twitter talking about man, cause they had a countdown on uh that piff and live mixtapes. Man, that goddamn countdown got to zero. Niggas tried to download this shit. You just saw Twitter blow up. Niggas was like, what the fuck going on with the with the Wi-Fi? <laughs> you know, I miss I miss mixtape drops like that, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, what happened to the live mixtape countdown, man? What happened to live mixtapes? DSPs dropped it, man. D- DSPs ruined that shit. I, I mean, mean, think like, about it. As an independent artist, if you can pay the little fees to to get your song on Apple Music, why not put it on Apple Music? Because nine times out of ten, the people who you're trying to reach either have Apple Music or once it's on a DSP, you can easily get it on others. Whereas, it's like I get that. I get that the DSP is going to give you, you know, access to more listeners. You know what I'm saying? And since everybody got it, it's like, like everybody in their mama got Apple Music. So you drop on Apple Music or Spotify, you know, niggas can go listen to you immediately. But I don't know. It's like when you think about streaming as an artist, or at least for me personally, when I think about uh streaming like if i put my music on a streaming surface at that point i'm almost selling my music and when you sell your music it's like it's a different standard you know it's like technically i mean technically you know if you got samples you know it's like if yo if your music popped then that's gonna be an issue for it to be streaming you know because if you got samples that's unclear it's a wrap now for most people it's never gonna bother them because their music never gonna pop and nobody ever gonna know but, you know, I like to work under the assumption that my shit might pop. You know what I mean? So if I got samples, it's like, you know, ain't no way a nigga can clear them hoes. But if you got a free mixtape, most likely you're not going to have no repercussions. True. I, I, so that's the shit I be thinking about. I see both sides. I, I see both sides. <clears throat> but yeah, man, what's good, man? How you been, bro? How you been? What's up, man? What's good? What's what you going? want, bro? You know, sober life, sober living. 
you know. Shout out to us, bro. We gonna get we gonna get two forms of fucking content out this week. That's lit. <laughs> I remember when it was a struggle for us to get one form of content out. Like it's still a struggle. What the fuck. But yeah, man. Uh, shout out to the listeners. Uh, welcome to After Five. Your after your after work vibe with your boy AC and your boy Nab. Uh, if you haven't already. Uh, we have just randomly decided to do a Game of Thrones episode overview, a review of uh, the the last week's episode of Game of Thrones and kind of our takes on what happened. Uh, give you an overview of you if you're not a throny uh, of what did happen. Man, and I'm then, not a throny. Uh, and- I don't I don't know. I don't know what name <laughs> you just came up with. But that's not me. I'm not a throny. <laughs> And insights into uh, what we think will happen on the next episode based upon uh, the little last preview that they give us. So if you hadn't checked that out yet, uh, go check it out, man. We deliver it in a way that only uh, AC and AB can. So check that out, especially if you if you if you watch Game of Thrones, even if you don't fuck with Game of Thrones. I mean, fuck with us because I mean, it's content, bitch. Nah, if you don't fuck with Game of Thrones, you're going to hate that shit. I'm going to go ahead and let you know. You're going to be like, what? That, like, I don't know nothing about nothing. This is all confusing. What and, the um, fuck? Yeah. So I wouldn't suggest it. And like, and if you super into Game of Thrones, like. You might get a little mad Alex, too, actually. Yeah, because me and Alex, we don't remember niggas' names. We don't remember shit that happened in specific order. We just be on this bitch talking. But great content. Great content. Yeah, if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah but check it out though check it out check, check that out. shit out i'm just man. humble man i'm uh, just humble that's all whatever bro <laughs> whatever I'm humble. uh let's get into this week's episode of after five uh we start on a somber note uh in that john singleton has passed unfortunately um Damn. did he suffer a heart attack stroke 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 okay so yeah he he suffered a stroke uh, and from that stroke, he went into a coma. And I think the family uh, ended up having to be the ones to uh, make the decision. Um, yeah, I'm, I think they were trying a couple of things to revive him. And he just was not responding to that treatment. Um, so at that point, I mean, it's a wrap. Not to say it like that, but it is, though. Basically. So I guess, I mean, not to because. I know people all this week, people are going to be reflecting on John Singleton and his impact and all of that stuff. So I just want to give a, a, a rest in peace to him and, and a prayers out to his family and those uh, loved ones and friends and fans who, who loved him. Uh, do you have a, a favorite John Singleton project or video, whatever the case may be? Um. A favorite John. I mean, he's definitely directed a lot of stuff that I like. He's been a producer of a lot of stuff that I like. Um, I mean, I definitely can't say that I have a favorite, but I did, you know, when I was just looking through his, uh, you know, all his films, because uh, as y'all know, I don't watch shit. So it's just so much stuff that I haven't seen. Um, you know, his first film was Boys in the Hood. I have seen that great movie. Never seen Poetic Justice. Never seen Higher Learning. Um, and y'all Yo, gonna you kill not me for a that. nigga. Y'all gonna kill me for that one. <laughs> you are Never not a nigga, it. bro. Never seen it. Uh, I don't even know what Rosewood is. You know what that is? You know what Woo is? Rosewood? Yeah. It's a, it's a film he directed. <clears throat> uh, I know the I've seen it. The one with Don Cheadle? 
Um, no, it has Ving Rhames. Yeah, it does have Don Cheeto. I'm just playing. And okay. Ving Rhames. Yeah. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, uh, Shaft. I know I, I like Shaft. Shaft. It's a new one coming soon. For real. Yeah. Yeah, they need to leave that alone because after Samuel, <laughs> man, you can't follow that up. Well, it's his son. And you know, the original Shaft uh, is Samuel L.'s dad. I did not know that. I don't yeah. even believe, I don't in, even in believe new, that. I don't even I pr- believe it. I promise you, in this new movie, it is. Wait, hold on. Say 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 it again. Say what you're saying again. So I understand what you're saying. Like, who's who? So, Shaft is a sequel. It has a sequel coming out in this year. Okay. So, the original Shaft it was Richard Roundtree. Okay. Shaft 2000 that you talking about with it's Samuel same. L. Jackson yeah. uh, was the one that uh, John Singleton did. And he is the father of this new Shaft, oh. who is uh, Jesse Usher. Mm. Okay, I'm following you now. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Like Shaft, baby boy, man, that's a classic. It's so funny too because... Fast. Yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious, also classic. But it's funny because baby boy, like... So my mom, my mom got two sisters, and uh, they all call each other Jody from that movie like they just call each other jody like they use jody like we like we use any other pronoun like i can't even like nigga like yeah like they be like hey jody what you doing jody like it's so it's so strange like and i just think it's hilarious but uh it's like my wife she was because she noticed it and she really did not believe me when i told her that they say that strictly off the movie baby boy like there's no like this is just straight from that movie and when my mom like it ain't no family name, yeah, like it ain't, it ain't nothing like that. It's from Baby Boy, you know. What I'm and they ain't been doing it their whole life either. Like they just started doing this maybe two, three years ago. Like in a movie been out since two thousand and one. Like I don't understand. It's just all of a sudden they must have watched it together one day recently and just you know called each other Jody and they stick to it too. And now I be calling them Jody. You know, I see my auntie, hey Jody. <laughs> you know that ain't nobody name. I just think that shit is so funny, man. My family is a fool. But yeah, too fast, man. Uh, four brothers, you know, hustle and flow, real Memphis shit. Skinning, man. Is that my tape in the toilet, man? It's my shit, man. Uh, yeah. And then a bunch of other shit I ain't seen. Well, to answer my question, um, <laughs> damn nigga, I said, uh, I said which ones I like, nigga. My favorite, my favorite, uh, John Singleton. Uh, memory, I guess you would say, of his work was Remember the Time, the Michael Jackson video. Mm. And no, before you start getting your old nigga jokes off, <laughs> I was not, a, I was alive, but I did not realize what the fuck was going on. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but when you think back to like what music videos were, that kind of like, you think, Remember the Time and Thriller kind of set the bar to what we would accept and would not accept from you know our superstars in regards to music videos that told a story music videos that were more than just you know acting out the song you get what i'm saying like really theatrical had storylines 
so yeah, man. Shout out to that guy had Magic Johnson in that hole. Uh, showed America that Egyptians were not white people with extreme tans. I don't. That, I don't think America believed that. I, you know, we'll get to white America later on. Right, I'm gonna hold y'all. <laughs> but, I'm gonna hold y'all down. Just know that. <laughs> but yeah, man. So remember the time, and remember the time was a lit ass song. I mean, let's, I mean, Michael let's, Jackson let's, was lit, man. I mean, come on, keep it a Buckington. Yeah, solo, solo. I just want to let you know we are speaking very, very good. Hey, we love Michael. Hey, I want to just <laughs> apologize. MJ. I want to apologize for anything I ever said about Michael. You know, now that they didn't pretty much came and debunked these niggas. I mean, they already debunked these niggas, but now even HBO, like, damn, like, you know, yeah, maybe we stripping. Yeah, like maybe we jumped <laughs> the gun. We not gonna admit one hundred percent guilt, so we ain't gonna take the shit down. But we gonna, you know, just let niggas know, hey man, this just we gonna shit. let niggas know. Like, this is some shit that these niggas said they wanted to do, and we put it on our platform, and y'all can take it how y'all want to. Like, now that's pretty much what HBO's saying. So my bad, Mike, man, you know what I'm saying, for even doubting you, bro. But you still a weirdo. Rest in peace. (laughs) Nigga said he's still a weirdo. (laughs) Getting on your Jeff shit early. Rest, Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, MJ, man. Um, and John Singleton as well. John Singleton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Twitter court. These are their stories. So, AC, we are finally going to talk about a uh, topic that we've attempted to talk about like three or four times. <laughs> that we've yeah, we ended slick, up cutting. We got to stop being scared, bro. Like we just yeah, gotta sleep. start just letting shit run. Like, like what? What Let they gonna do? Fly. Cancel us? Like, <laughs> like damn nigga, we ain't that big. Niggas can't cancel me yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, yeah. Y'all can hit me so, up. Y'all can text uh, me if y'all mad. I mean, what's up? So, just to give you all a little uh, backstory on this, we first discussed this topic um, last summer. And we were like, nah, we ain't going to talk about it. We, we just going to cut it. So we cut it from the episode. And we talked about it last fall. I want to say in like October because another situation had flared up. Mm-hmm. Um, it just keep coming up. We was, you know? we was like, nah, we're not going to do it. Then the beginning of this year in our uh, Significant Others episode was probably when we had like the wildest fuego esto takes mm-hmm. on this shit. And we still was like, nah, man, I don't know. We're going to do it. But now it's at the point where, bro, we just got to attack it. So, AC, let's have the transgender track star conversation. Mm. So, transgender, please, please, Please set please set the story up for, for the listeners. Okay. So, um, first of all, man, I just want to preface this by saying, you know, we we accept the LGBTQ community. I think we've already talked about that before, how, you know, we're fully accepting. No malice, whatever. But this story is, you know, it's it's a peculiar one because it just brings up a lot of questions. And, you know, like a lot of things can be broken down to, you know, we just have to respect people and uh, respect their feelings, respect their wishes, accept them for who they are. And when they tell you they are something, you know, you must accept that. And, you know, I'm all for that. But when we talk about athletics, I mean, the gray area increases dramatically. You know what I mean? So this, uh, I, don't, I don't have.
have her name immediately available. You sent that to me on Twitter or on uh, GroupMe. It's two different. Uh, it's two different conversations. All right, which one are we having right now? So, the first one is uh, Netafon Wang Yacht, I believe. Oh yeah, it is two different ones. So this is the girl in high school, right? Yeah. So, you know, you had the girl in high school. I mean, pretty much she's a transgender woman. She running track and she was whooping everybody ass. I think she won like the state championship like two times in a row or some shit. Is that the correct one? Uh yeah, you t- and Andrea Andrea Yearwood. Damn, it's another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, look, man, look. The, the problematic light is blinking. No, nah, bro. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I ain't know. I said, damn, it's another one. I'm just saying, like, it's another case. I didn't mean another person. I mean another yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah, trying I to you. objectify her or, you know what I'm saying, you know, treat her like anything other than, you know, the fact of a woman trying to run track. So, you know, I'm going to speak on Andrea Yearwood right now. Uh, you know, and she's been having a lot of issues because she's a transgender woman. She's running track, uh, and she's been working niggas. She ain't been winning the state. This is the last two seasons she finished second in the state in the hundred. Um, but she has won a title in her past. I think she won one as a freshman, which they say was unheard of. Uh, and yeah, I mean, here go the thing about transgender. First of all, we we have to acknowledge there's a difference between gender and sex. Like every like Talk and that's we all know that. Like Speak we all notice. We all notice and it's and this is not, you know, this is but not. We even, don't though, AC. We we don't. So you I mean, need but, to break it down. Break it down for people because folks truly do not know that there is a difference between gender and sex. I mean, gender okay. is fluid. Sex is physical. I mean, gender is what you identify as. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's something that can, um, you know, it's really up to the determination of the person. Like, it's up to me. Like, I can decide. Well, I don't want to say I can decide because a lot of people say that it's really not a decision. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it, it kind of is because we're not talking about your physical anatomy. I just feel like we're talking about a decision. Um. So, you know, the difference, you know, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, this is going to be bad. But niggas know that niggas know what it is, man. When you born like I was born. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And once upon a time <laughs> I was born and, uh, you know, I had a penis. You know what I'm saying? And that penis. Normally, you know, from an anatomy standpoint, uh, they would label me as a male. You know, that's just our history of what we've done. Uh, and I think just scientifically, that's what it is. You know, you have this male organ. I have the XY chromosome. I am a male. Um, and then obviously if you have a vagina, you're a woman. Um, that's my sex, you know, I, and nothing I can do about it. Uh, and, and there's, there's more things. I mean, obviously it's more than that. I mean, there's more things about me, uh, that's more identifiable to my sex as well. Um, you know, like my build. Um, you know, and things like that. Uh, now my gender, now me, I identify as a male. Like I, I identify with what my sex is, but I do understand that 
there are many people who, you know, they don't identify with their sex. You know what I'm saying? Um, and to be honest, you know, I would love to have, like, I've never really had a conversation with a transgender person. And I would love, I, I, like, honest to God, I would love to have a conversation with the transgender person because I just have a lot of questions on, because obviously it's just hard. I feel like as a, as a, you know, straight male person who identifies with their sex is just, that whole concept is pretty hard to understand. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot, I've watched a lot, I've read a lot, but still, um, still some things I'm just not getting. I'm just not getting. Um, because when we talk about identifying as identifying as something, it's like Nate, like you a man, right? That wasn't rhetorical. Yeah. Like you're a man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't know, you, yeah. <laughs> know if you wanted a response. Yeah. I just, you know, I got to ask cause you know what I'm saying? It's, it's 2019. So you a man, right? Yeah. So, yes, sir. so what makes you a man? What makes you a man? Like you identify as a man. Why do you identify as a man? I guess I identify as a man because a I have a penis. Okay, that's just my personal preference. Is I identify as a man because I have a penis, um, and I exemplify the characteristics and traits that I was taught a man typically exemplifies. Okay, so you're saying that you feel like you're a man because, you know, from society standards of what, you know, we consider men to do and what men to be, you know, like, you know, all the shit, you know, being a protector, uh, being in the sports, you know what I'm saying? You know, shit like that, like, that's what make you a man or that's why you identify as a man. Is that what you're saying? Or do you have more? If you have more to add, I would like to hear that as well. If you if you do. No, I mean, no, to to be honest with you, literally, I identify as that because that's what I feel like I am. I mean, but it's just like, like it's like, so, see, but here go my thing. Here go my thing. When I think about me as a man, right? Like I identify as a man because one, we just talked about our anatomy, you know, my sexual part. But other than that, I don't really know what else makes me a man, you know, like. I like the societal stuff you can say that but it's just like that's societal like we already trying to break that down and I get that like I get that you know we don't want shit to just be for boys and we don't want shit to just be for girls you know we want to open up that and I and I get that and I'm 100% for that you know what I'm saying because I mean we do tend to just you know kind of separate it like you know if you're a boy you can't do this or you know as parents be like you know don't do that you know that's what girls do or if you're a girl don't do that that's what boys do um and I get the societal standpoint, but when it comes to like changing or not changing, but I guess, well, I guess changing, you know, identifying with a specific sex, I just really don't like, I don't get it because I don't know what makes you a man and what makes you a woman other than your sexual part. Like, I really don't get it. And especially since we're getting to a point where we're trying to separate or I guess unseparate the societal things. Like now I really don't like I don't understand why you have to be like, yo, if I'm a man, like if I'm a transgender woman, like why I had to wake up one day and be like, yo, I'm a woman. Like because normally what I hear is, uh, you know, I I feel like a woman, you know what I'm saying? But it's like. How did I don't like how do you feel like you like Nate, you as a man, how do you feel like a man? Like, how do you feel like what does that feel like? What does being a man feel like? 
You know, because I don't know. I mean, you really can't. You really can't. Just, you can't describe. I, I think we live in a time where you can't describe it without coming off a certain way because it's like we're constantly we're constantly growing and evolving right we have to unlearn our generation is the generation of unlearning right so we've unlearned a whole lot of shit that the generation before us has learned i think in that we've learned to convolute certain things and i think that's where we are now i think traditionally people conflicted and confused gender with sex right just that's just flat out the reality of it and so i think people are confusing gender which is fluid based upon how you feel how you choose to identify motherfuckers can identify as a fucking unicorn if that's what the fuck you feel like you are by all goddamn means go be that i mean now that's that's a little problematic you know, I think I think transgender people will have a problem with you saying that. Like, I think. Well, I'm, I'm, but what I'm, what I'm talking about is I'm using, I'm using an overly objective. I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. I get to make a point. Yeah. The point is, gender is fluid. the The issue is, and this is the thing that that a lot of people can't seem to narrow down, right? If you as a you you identify as a man, right, Alex? I do. From a traditional societal standpoint, you look like a man, you talk like a man, you dress like a man, you carry yourself as a man would or should based upon societal norms, right? Right. Gender being fluid, you can wake up tomorrow and say that you identify as a woman. Nothing else changes besides the fact that you woke up it was Friday, and you was like, you know what? I'm a woman today. And you can feel that way for the rest of your life. If that's how you choose to identify. See, but it's it's got to be deeper if than gender that. Is fluid, if gender is fluid, and that's how you identify, that's how you identify. Just, and, and people who don't agree with me may say, he's making a mockery and he's making this all simple, but when you look at Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> and Bruce Jenner, Bruce woke up and said he's always felt a certain way. He just never changed. So he literally woke up one day and was like, you know what? I'm going to change. And he started identifying as a woman. And now Bruce, who was he, <coughs> who was a he, is now Caitlyn a she. And that's how he chooses to identify the gender he chooses is a woman. I just, I, it's just this feeling that we talk about, you know, like he said, he had this feeling like he felt like, like he felt like a woman, like what? I just don't understand how that can feel. And the only, and you know, I understand that I'm not a woman, so I, I'm not a woman, so I'll never know how that feels. But then, you know, I just hearken back to what we were just talking about, you know, well, how does it feel to be a man? And I just don't like me as a man. I don't know what that feels like. Like I'm just a every, man. Every, like it's just the, who the I am. The reality of the situation is, you know exactly how a man feels. It's just when you try to put it into words and you try to express it and explain it, it comes off terrible. I mean, it, <laughs> it but to me, does. to me, it it just to me it just seems like it's. I mean, look, I ain't trying to get you know, I ain't trying to be too problematic here. But here go the thing. It's like if you a man, like if you a man, right? 
and um you know say you like like say you like doing things that women traditionally like doing uh-huh. you know you like wearing dresses you know you want to paint your fingers you yeah. want to go you know just i mean you know just typical things that we normally would you know not not to be like sexist or anything but these are things that are stereotypically attached with women that don't make you a woman it just make you a man who you know likes to do things that you know we would stereotypically think yeah it makes you some does. it likes you a, it makes you a man who enjoys dressing in drag right or cross dressing yeah and that and, doesn't mean and those that things, you identify as a woman right and it's like those things i i can grasp i can grasp that you know what i'm saying but i cannot grasp like me, and that, this is why I really just want to have a conversation because I really want somebody to give me better understanding. And maybe it's something they, maybe it's something that I'm just never gonna understand. It's like I'm never gonna know what it's like to be a woman. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm never gonna understand it. Women can do their best to describe it, but I'm never going to be able to fully empathize with being a woman. I can do my best. I can really do my best to try to put myself in their shoes, but I will never understand. And it could be the same way with transgenderism. Like maybe it's just something that I'm never going to understand. Maybe it's something I'm not meant to understand. Maybe it's just something I'm meant to accept. But everybody can agree that sometimes it's hard to accept stuff you can't understand. I'm, the, the question, the more important question is, why do you feel like you have to accept it if it don't necessarily apply? Because it's 2019. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But it, it, I guess my point is you cannot, you can disregard something or you cannot have an opinion on stuff that don't really affect you. Because, I mean, you don't gain anything from having an opinion. It's just like when they talk about the experience of uh, the LGB community, right? LGBTQ. Before they added the T. No, before they added the T, but it was just lesbian, gay, bisexual, because those are sexual preferences, right? So if you don't, if you don't lean into those sexual preferences, the the thing, the saying used to be, if it don't apply to you, let it fly. Like, why do you care? Why do you care about what another grown man and another grown man are doing behind closed doors? Or what does this woman and this lady being together in union in the privacy of their own home or hell, even in public have to do with your everyday life. It don't have shit to do with it. Now that's so true. You have an, so you having an opinion on it is null and void. Like you have an opinion. You don't have an opinion on uh, that dude and that woman. You just accept the fact that, okay, he met her and fell in love with her and shit. I guess they had chemistry and now they kicking it. Like you don't give a fuck that much. And it's no different with that. So I think when it comes to like the transgender situation, I think a lot of the times we get caught up into we get caught up into the monotony of the things that don't necessarily apply to us. And I and I know we're gonna make the circle back to uh the track runner. Yeah, because that's what I'm about to do. <laughs> I just wanted to get to that point because I think we have to understand there's a clearly defined line between gender and sex it's like people who are transgender are transgender that means that they have transitioned to another gender right as much as you want to and i could be wrong i might be talking out the side of my neck this may be problematic if you are if you were born with a penis and you transition 
into being a woman because that's how you identify and you have the surgery. I don't believe that you can have a menstrual cycle. Is that correct or is that incorrect? Nigga, you know I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to assume that that is correct. That you cannot have a menstrual cycle. You cannot have a menstrual cycle because scientifically, if you have an X and a Y chromosome, is that not what makes you a man have a penis and a man? Right. Scientifically, physically, we do not have a menstrual cycle because we do not have the plumbing necessary to have a menstrual cycle. A woman who who is born with two X chromosomes has the ability to reproduce naturally, which is why they have menstrual cycles. These are your sexual organs. These are literally some of the major differences that make you physically a man or a woman. You can have all the surgery in the world. We all know that a a penis is just a, a giant clitoris. You can get all whatever, whatever enjoyment or feeling that you have out of that. But scientifically, and I could be wrong, your sexual organs is what makes you that distinction in homo sapien of male and female. Correct or incorrect, AC? From your from your knowledge, from your knowledge base, is that correct or incorrect? Uh it, it seems about right. All right, continue. So, you know, I was just gonna say with you saying, um, Everything that's going on, obviously, you don't have to have an opinion on because it's not directly affecting you. You know, so even when it comes to lesbians, gays, bisexuals, transgender, you know, I was just saying how it was something that is hard for me to understand. But technically, I don't have to have an opinion on it because it's not really it's not truly affecting my life. But. In the case of Andrea Yearwood, if I'm a parent of my daughter and she running track against this transgender woman now it's affecting me now i feel like i have to have an opinion you know what i'm saying and um here's the thing man it's no way i will be okay with this transgender woman running track against my daughter it's just no way and i honestly do not understand how anybody could think it's okay and i'm a reasonable person you know me. I'm very nuanced. I love to hear both sides. Like that's that's gotta hear both sides. I strive for that. Like I strive. Like no matter what it is, though, I need to hear the other side because there's normally some good stuff on the other side. On this one, I just I cannot see You're it. Not rolling. I cannot <laughs> no, see I'm it. I'm not rolling. Like yeah, I understand you can do the things that uh, you know kind of block your testosterone. All this, bro. No. Like, first of all, this is all this is science that's still being done. I don't think that there's anything solidified, um, you know, in regards to because, I, you know, I've read some things that say, you know, once you get to a certain level, like it don't matter how like there's there's like a threshold of how low your testosterone can be. Um, I don't know if anybody has like the math on, you know, what really like like what to what testosterone level makes you a man and what you know, estrogen level makes you a woman or anything like this. Like, I understand that you can do things that can assist with making the fight a little more fair in terms of athletics. But I just can't get with it, bro. I can't get with it. Now, 
I do believe if you're a transgender woman, then um, you should have to compete with men. Either men or y'all have a transgender woman league or something. I don't know. I don't believe you should be competing with women. Now, I know when we talked about this with our significant others, you know, we brought up the fact of uh, a transgender man. You know, who does a transgender man compete with? If you're a transgender man, to me, you can compete with whoever you want to compete with. You know what I'm saying? You can compete with women because your sex is a woman. And if you want to compete with men, then that's fine. Now, something, you know, I was called sexist for saying that, but I'm just speaking under the assumption that, you know, normally we would consider men's athletics to be, um, you know, I mean, men, I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm trying not to be problematic here, but, you know. depend. I, I think depending on the activity in question, I think that is that is the major qualifier. I mean, what's what, like, what sport don't it matter? Like, what sport does sex not matter? Because I don't know why. I think when you talk tennis, definitely matters. Well, I don't know why you would say that. Serena can never compete in a men; she would get destroyed. And that's no knock against Serena; she the goat. But it's, I mean, but she can't do it. Didn't didn't the greatest women's tennis player before? Didn't Billie Jean King beat dude? Bro, I don't know. <laughs> yes, but that like don't. But the that's, battle, that's not the that's battle not. of the sexes was like the major athletic event uh, for that time period, and it was a woman tennis player who beat a who beat the top male tennis player at the time. I mean, bro, if if women could compete with men in tennis, why do they have men's and women's tennis, Nate? Because that's just how it's always been. No, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying I guess to tell I'm you. Saying, <laughs> so as a so okay, because I don't understand golf, right? Right. So can a man? What's the difference between women's golf and men's golf? I mean, it's relatively the same, but normally, if you go to a course, they have a tee. Like, so when you tee off, which decides the distance of the hole, normally there's a woman's tee, which is normally a little bit closer. Now, women can hit that ball now. If so that's to, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like they're I, I, good. I guess I'm talking about non. I, I'm talking about non physical sports. I mean, like, every every I, sport I personally, is I mean, non non physical and like basketball is a physical sport. Like, despite this damn viral video that's going on on online where that WNBA player beat that D two player. Mm-hmm. First of all, that I don't know what D two school that nigga went to. That nigga but... went to motherfucking <laughs> like that ain't even like I know com- <laughs> niggas at community college that will work that nigga. So I don't like, niggas at my I don't local. Know where y. they got this nigga from? You know and this is not a knock on women's basketball because I know women's basketball women a, a woman's basketball player who plays Division One basketball or WNBA basketball. Yes, they they will bust your average nigga ass. They'll work me straight up. They they will bust your ass straight up. Now, if we talking about uh, a high level community college basketball player. Like you take a nigga out, you take Southwest Community College best basketball player mm-hmm. and put him up against like a University of Memphis women's basketball player, that nigga getting buckets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's the truth, <laughs> but y'all ain't gonna wanna hear that. <laughs> niggas ain't gonna wanna hear it, but <laughs> niggas is getting buckets. Just like, okay, powder puff football, right? 
Right, don't even bring that up. What, <laughs> like, are, what are we doing? You got you said because that's what I mean. Women's women's rugby. Because okay, let, let's let's not. So you shitting on women. You shitting on women. I ain't trying to do that. No, no, I'm not shitting on women. I'm saying <laughs> I'm I'm giving you examples of <laughs> no, contact just... phys, physical contact sports in which I do not feel like women have a fair advantage. Of course, you're going to have your anomalies. Right. You're going to have just physical specimens of women that it's just not your average woman. Like you brought up one, Serena Williams, Serena Williams. Do I feel like do I feel like if she get out there with Rafa Nadal, she going to win? Of course, I don't feel like she's going to beat Rafa Nadal. But I know for a fact there are some nigga, there's some niggas on the tour who she can beat. Yes, it's, it's, it's probably re- it's probably some, but like, I don't know. So, so I, most of, I feel like I, most. That's what can. I'm saying. Yeah. I guess what I'm talking about is your average woman on an average basis. Your average woman is not built like Serena Williams. Your average woman has not trained and does not have the core or the strength of a Serena Williams. Right. Right. Usually, your average woman is going to have the strength in the core of, of a Maria Sharapova. Mm-hmm. Now you put Maria Sharapova. Up against Zion Williamson <laughs> in any contact sport, that shit is not fair. True, <laughs> that shit is it's just not fair. Just like uh, what was the tall girl from Baylor? Um, uh, the gay one. Look what you say. <laughs> I mean that she's gay. I mean she's not gay. Yeah, but I mean you could. I said the tall one. And I said the, and I said the gay one, nigga. I I I deepened the description. You know what I'm saying? Whatever her Brittany name Grind, is, Griner. Brittany Griner, right? Yeah, I didn't look that up. Brittany either. Griner, remember she was she she was hooping on them hoes in college, dunking oh, dunking man, on was, bitches. She and was shit. just tall as hell, dog. I mean, what's up? <laughs> she dunking on bitches and shit. You remember she was talking shit to niggas, bro? Then she say she could. Who did she say she could work? I don't remember, so, but I just remember something hella disrespectful, bro. <laughs> I remember niggas is like, nigga, what is you talking about? Like, did she say, <laughs> damn, who was it, bro? Like, it was some baller, too. She was like, yeah, I worked that nigga. <laughs> that, yeah, and the whole was NBA bro. was like, uh, <laughs> we, hey, we love the WNBA, man. You know, we love that confidence. That's what niggas was saying. <laughs> it's great that she's confident, you know what I'm saying? It's good to be confident in your yeah. game. Draymond Green a who ass fool. She, uh, she, she, she bullshit. <laughs> but I mean, take that for instance, right? Yeah. Brittany Griner, let's 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 just go to the extreme, right? Let's just from an from an untrained eye perspective, let's say Brittany Griner and Kevin Durant. Brittany Griner is is tall and long and lanky. Kevin Durant is tall, long, and lanky. Kevin Durant is what, 6'11? Probably about 6'10. 6'10, 6'11, 200-plus pounds. About 240, 230. Like, don't look it, but 200-plus pounds. Nigga, long as fuck. (laughs) Brittany Griner, as tall as she is, a 240-plus grown premium athlete man. She ain't got no damn chance. None. Regardless of how it look on the outside. None. Cause I guarantee you put them two side by side, you like, oh shit, that yeah, they about who the- that light skinned dude. <laughs> <laughs> they about the same height, bro. Real talk. Like, but you put them on that court, bro. It's not the same shit. I'm not even talking skill. I'm just talking pure physicality. Like, it's not comparable. So I understand what you're saying in regards to the whole. 
young lady young young lady running track. Right. The transgender young lady running track. I understand that. I'm of the I'm of the ilk that if you want if you identify as a transgender male or female, I think under uh Title Nine, they should establish Man say Title Nine. For real. <laughs> I, I think they should they should establish these types of situations because when they when they did title nine they were basically just trying to get equal playing field for male and female sports because sports were dominated by males and they didn't have access women did not have access to explore any of these sports right so now we have a new gender who we people just clearly don't know what to do they don't know what to do with it. I mean, in sports, it's just like this is one of the hardest things. You know what I'm saying? But to me, it's just about being honest. It's just about being honest and being true. You know what I'm saying? And as a transgender person, you have to be honest with yourself. Like you have to be honest. I know you identify as a woman. I understand that. But you do understand that your sex is that of a male. And when we and when we're splitting up sports. We're splitting it up by sex. We ain't splitting it up by gender. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just a fact of the matter. It's like, and that's why I think, you know, if you a transgender woman, you can't compete with women, man. If you a transgender male, you can compete with anybody. You know? No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no, AC. Because yes. that that literally is the point that we just made with Brittany Griner and Kevin Durant. Yes. Yes. A, a woman may identify as a man, right? Have no issue with that. Your plumbing and my plumbing is not the same. Our physical makeup uh, down to our chromosomes are not the same. You can change everything mentally. You can change everything on the outside as far as aesthetics, what it is that you like to do, you can do all of that. But what you cannot change chemically and physically internally is the fact that we are made up of different things. Right. So if we're going to say transgender women need to compete with other transgender women, transgender men need to compete with transgender men, because then you're doing a, the same reason why you have concern about this transgender woman running against your daughter. It's the flip side when you have your transgender son running against other boys. It's the, the, it's the feeling is the same. It's just on the flip side. No. In one, no. In one, your cisnormative daughter is the one who is being disserviced. In this other situation, your your transgender son is the one who's being disserviced by having to run against boys like just give give them their own things let them do their own things just like we let women do their own things and we let men do their own things okay here go the thing here go my thing if you if you're a WNBA player right and say you cold as hell right and i'm talking about you the coldest we done ever seen you know what i'm saying you colder than any shamika hose claw Candace Parker. I mean, they cold. They cold, but I'm talking about like cold, like where it ain't even like nobody even close to you in the league. Like nobody even seeing you. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, niggas, motherfuckers was not seeing Candace Walker when she first Man, when she first on, popped bro. out there. I'm talking about I'm talking about like you you hit the court, you drop a fifty. Oh, you talking about like you. Reggie like Reggie Miller's sister? Good. I'm talking about like Joanna Man. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about they say she they say they say Cheryl Reg, Miller they dropped a hundred. They say Cheryl Miller used to hoop niggas. <laughs> like, I mean, she dropped a hundred, my nigga. Dropped a hundred points. Said, Will Chamberlain. Oh. On multiple levels. <laughs> like, so, I mean, so, but I'm just saying, like, if you're a WNBA player or just a woman. Let's, let's use Cheryl Miller. Let's use Cheryl Okay, Miller. okay. So, Cheryl Miller. If she was cold enough to be in the NBA, I don't have no problem with her playing in the NBA. It's just most of these women are not cold enough to be in the NBA. And it's really not even that they're not cold enough. It's just, you know, physically they're not able to keep up with the people who they're playing against. So they don't. It ain't it ain't like we discriminating against them or anything like that. It's just, you know, the level of play is just not the same. So they don't. So this this is why I'm saying there's a difference between a transgender woman competing with women and a transgender man competing with men. Because if I have a if I have a, uh, you know, if I have a daughter and then she decides that, hey, look, you know, I'm trying to transgender to uh, or trans, uh, what's what I'm thinking transition transition into, yeah that's the word transition into a male then okay she does that uh now if she want to compete with the males baby go ahead i don't i don't know if you're gonna make the team baby you know what i'm saying or son you know what I'm saying? i don't know if you're gonna make the team i mean you can definitely try to it ain't like i'm saying yo you gotta play with the the boys you know what i'm saying but i mean if you code enough and if you're able to do it physically then do you now when it comes to my uh, son who just transitioned to being a woman, it's a little different now. Because we ain't talking about are you physically able to compete with women? Of course you're physically able to compete with women. Because you uh because your your sex is a male. So I cannot treat you the same. Like it's not the same. So th- here go my thing about just being honest. Like honestly it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? I know we want everything to be the same and I know we want everything to be picture perfect. You know what I'm saying? So when I say that a transgender woman can compete with or can't compete with other women. I'm saying that for a reason. I'm saying that because like you were just saying, the anatomy just is not aligned. Now, when we have a transgender male trying to compete with boys, first of all, you got to be able to compete. Like, so now we, we talking about some completely different shit. Like, first of all, you even got to be on a level to even make the team or, you know, be able to be athletic enough to even compete with them. You know what I'm saying? So now, now it's a whole nother story of, of who can compete with who. You know, and the only way that we'll get to the truth and the only way we'll, you know, be honest is if we just be honest and say that, hey, men's sports is on a different level than women's sports in almost every sport. All, damn near every single one. And by different level, I mean a higher level. Be d- Strictly based on the athleticism. We we respect women basketball players because fundamentally they are great. A lot of them are as great as some of our NBA players. They can dribble just as well. They can shoot just as well. But what's going to hold them back is their build, what what God made them when they came out the womb. That's what's going to hold them back. And it's the same for transgender people. It don't change. You know what I'm saying? Like, we cannot ignore sex in this conversation. You just cannot do it. And if you do it, then you're just not being real. And you know I don't fuck with, real, with niggas who ain't real. And who don't want to be real and don't want to be honest. And to me, to me, to think, to say that, hey, uh, transgender women should be able to compete with other women 
And, you know, and and it's fair to say that. And it's fair to me. It, it's just denial. Like, it's like denial. Like, it's delusion to me, you know. So, and I get it. I get it. You, you're you saying now I identify as a woman. You want to compete with women. I get that. I understand that you would want to do it because that's what you identify as. And you're trying to, as you're transitioning into something else, you're trying to live the most normal life as you can. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're a transgender woman and say you competing with dudes, not only are you, you know, going to be looked at weird because you're transgender and now you compete with dudes. It's just it's just raising more like, you know, just more just clouds just around you and around your life. Just dark clouds of just like, you know, knowing that you're never going to be seen as normal. But at the end of the day, when you competing against women and you destroying them, that ain't going to help your case either. So at some at some point, you just got to be real. You got to be real and say, look, I've transgendered as a woman. This is not normal. This is not this is not every day. Like this is not something that is just easy to explain, easy to understand, uh, cut and dry, black and white. This is not that I am not that like to me, you have to be able to accept that it is not that and it will never be that. You know what I'm saying? And And really, and I'm just talking strictly about sports here. I mean. Other parts of your life, I mean, look, it should it should be pretty easy for you, especially, you know, if you've, you know, had the surgery, you've done everything, uh, you know, to make your appearance so people can't really tell. But when it comes to sports, man, just got to keep it 100, man. Transgender women cannot compete with, with other women. If you are a transgender male, you can try to compete with other males. I mean, do your best, you know. But I ain't gonna be mad at you if you be like, look, man, I can I need to go compete with these other women because at, I think that's prejudice, I see. See, but here go the thing. To say it's prejudice is just not being real. Because you can't no, you can't treat I'm, this like other shit. You can it's but, not the same. What I'm saying, you cannot you cannot infringe on somebody's ability to compete. If you're going to say transgendered men can can compete against men then you also have to say transgender women can compete against no, women. I don't if have to not, say that. what I say is give them their own leagues and their own divisions in high school sports. I don't know how you attack collegiate sports, but it's like, I think you, you alienate one and empower another. You alienate transgender women because of their genetic makeup and then you empower transgender men because you deem men superior in competition because they are and that's why i'm talking about being real like if we're not going to be real it's not even a conversation worth having if we're not going to be real and say that men's sports is is superior the, the 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 Superiority is in the eye of the beholder. Man, get out of here, Nate. Get out of here, this, bro. I'm no what. What I'm saying is when we when we talking about, especially when we talking about like just strictly in regards to this story, right? The story is about these high school students, right? High school students. You're talking about children. Still, you're still talking about children. So, you cannot have superior and inferior because you're talking about children now if we're talking about adults yeah that's something different now, when we're talking about children i think you have to give children an equal playing field to where they can really see where they measure up if you are a transgender man 
you should be competing against other transgender men. If you're a transgender woman, you should be competing against other transgender women. I think this is where the fundamental confusion is. And then uh, one, one more point, and then we, we can get off of this topic and head into our next potentially uh, viral topic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, the point here is, OK, I see. I know a lot of people say you don't want to segregate them because, you know, then you're no better than how people were segregated at first. There's a distinct difference between people who identify as something else and people who are born a certain way. If I, I was born black, I'm going to die black. It ain't shit I can do about that. So you telling me, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but I'm that's still genetically. I am still not going to be. I mean, I'm never going to be a white male. Genetic, genetically. genetically, you are of African descent. You know, you're not of European descent. Yeah. You're of African descent. So, yeah. so I'm I'm black regardless. I can do all the bleaching I want to. I'm black. I if mean, I have a baby, you know, race. and I, if I bleach my skin and I have a baby, my baby's still going to come out black. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like, right. That's the reality of it. Right? right. So when we talk about skin color and ethnicity and all of those things that go along with that, that was segregation because all things were equal with the exception of how people looked when they came out of the womb where their heritage was that's 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 different than people who identify as something else and then choose to transition into that gender that's that's my only point because i know i know those comments are gonna come where if we give them their own league we're just segregating them from everybody else and i'm no because you're not segregating men and women you just allow women to compete against other women because that's equal playing field. Right. In most cases. And we'll, we'll get to the, uh, the case, uh, going on with the Olympics. We will tackle that next week. Cause I think we, uh, we've been on this for a little minute, yeah. but I got a final point, man, before we move off. Go ahead. I got a final point, man. Cause I'm tired of you niggas, man. <laughs> Look, like you just said, Okay, here go the thing. We got men's sports, right? We got women's sports. Okay, like we can acknowledge that there's, we can acknowledge that we have that for a reason. I know you brought up the fact that, you know, they're children. So, you know, it's supposed to be a more level playing field. I mean, in athletic, in high school athletic sports, we have men high school athletic and we have women high school athletic. Like, why do we have that, Nate? Like, why, like, why is that in place right now? It's because we're talking about two different levels of athleticism in those sports. Like, we do it for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't do it for no reason. We don't do it just to group niggas, like, to group one set of people. Like, we don't do it for that reason. Because, you know, to your point, talking about the children, you know, when you have a little daughter, you know, she may play in a little basketball league where it's boys and girls. Because, you know, we that's when you can truly say, yeah, you know, it's just kids. They playing. They kind of on a level playing field. I've played in some basketball leagues that had some girls in it who were just cold. Not bruh. Not I, I used to bruh. I used to be in the backcourt with a chick. Her name was Bobby. Bobby Williams. <laughs> bruh, she was hooping. 
You know, <laughs> she was hooping. And, and you want to know, and and Nate, do you want to know why she was hooping with y'all? Because like you said, she was hooping. Like she was like, yeah. she was on another level. She was better than her peers. She can't, she can't play with the girls because it's too easy. She, she's on another level. She has to play with what? The higher, she has to play on a higher level. And how do you go play with the higher level? You go play with the boys. You play with the men because you know, that's the higher level. You know, when you code, that's who you need to play with. So we're already establishing that it's a higher level of athleticism. Like it's like, not even to me, it's just clear cut. We already know that that's why we got women and men. So when it comes to transgender women and men, we can't throw that out the window. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's still real. We're still talking about sex. We're still talking about the fact that when you're a man, normally when we talk about athletics, it's a different level of athleticism, which is the separation between the two. And it cannot be ignored. And, you know, if you're a man and you transition to a woman, uh, you're still, you know, aesthetically a man. Or I guess you may not be aesthetically a man, but at the end of the day, you know, from an from an anatomy standpoint, you're a man. You should be competing with men because if you compete with women. You know, and I'm not trying to be problematic, but you're competing down, you're you're playing down. I can't go play with women. I could be the I could be the slowest dude. I cannot go play with women. If you the coldest girl, you can go play with men. Nobody's going to stop you. Nobody's going to do that. If you a college girl, I mean, we it's high school girls right now. I mean, it's the one they just made a big deal because she got the college scholarship. I don't know why. I looked at her highlight tape and it was trash, but it's a great story. But it's like, you know, when 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 women play football, they the kicker. You know what I'm saying? Because they can't do the other shit. And I have seen a woman lineman before. That was pretty amazing. But it's an anomaly. I mean, I'm done, man. I'm done. This shit is clear cut. I don't even know what else I got to say. Um, yeah, man, but. On to the next one. Yeah. On to the next. On to the next. I got a million words to get it. <laughs> Shoes wide. So next up. Bring it uh, back. In which I'm I'm sure the problematic light will blink once again. Um, there was a viral uh, video going around of this woman basically giving people a tutorial on the anatomy of the female uh, sex organ, the vagina, uh, the different parts of it, um, what stimulates. And she made some pretty jarring statements about percentages of women who have never experienced an orgasm, uh, the percentage of women who can experience orgasm just through penetration. We uh, we need a woman for this shit, man. Shit. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh the amount of women who uh will experience an orgasm with a non-male partner that's kind of how it was worded i guess um so it sparked a lot of debate and you know we grew up in a time where this has been a talking point for what i feel like a long time like since social media has come about niggas have been aware that women just went out here having orgasms and shit. Right. Um, so first let, let me just, let me just read you this, this tweet that was, that was stated. Right. All right. So it says the female orgasm problem is as bad as it is for a few reasons. Okay. Number one, men don't know shit about the female anatomy. True. Women are fucking dudes who literally do not care about them. True. 
male selfishness. Number one. Lack of communication. Number one B. <laughs> the bitch pussy broke. <laughs> you know, women ain't gonna like that one, but hey, I, these are not my words. <laughs> this is a tweet. Mm. I am simply. But you, but you retweeted it though. That means you supported it. No, I ain't retweeted. No, I saw you I retweeted, not... brother. I saw you retweeted, brother. Don't I try did, to front. I did. I saw you retweeted. Take I it did. back. Then you liked it. <laughs> nah, hell nah, food. I simply <laughs> sent that hoe to you and was like, "We got to talk about this." Can't be pushed. Because this is what I want. This is what I would like our listeners to 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 really sit and think about. And the issue with the female orgasm is not. I don't think the problem lies with just one party i don't think the problem lies with the woman i don't think the problem lies with the man i think the issues really stem from the differences and what are social norms and what we allow ourselves to do and i say that because boys when we had so you know in fifth grade they had that little talk with us right yeah <laughs> about what the fuck gonna happen it was in fourth grade though for me fourth, fourth grade, grade okay, cool. and seventh grade is when we had the, okay the more advanced talk so we had talks i'm not sure what the what the girls talk was our talk went a little something like you finna start smelling like onions <laughs> so uh <laughs> pretty much like you gotta you gotta put deodorant on right um your balls are getting ready to drop if they haven't already. Correct. Uh, you're getting ready to start getting pubic hair down there. So mm. that means you're going to have to wash Damn. a little bit harder down there. Um, you may start to feel, you know, things stiffen up down there at different points. Maybe you get hot. Maybe you get anxious. Uh, maybe you see something that, that, you know, sexually arouses you. These things are going to happen. Or maybe you just wake up. That this happens. <laughs> Yeah, or you, or you could just go to sleep and wake up and that motherfucker just standing at attention. Like, damn. Don't be alarmed. <laughs> Do not be alarmed. This is natural, right? <laughs> so then they start talking to us about wet dreams oh, God. and sexual urges and all of that other shit, right? right? So I can only speak for me as a nigga and like niggas I grew up with. And usually when you talk to niggas, niggas all had the same story. When niggas found out what jacking off was, <laughs> nigga, it's lit. Niggas, <laughs> niggas was jacking off. It's lit. Like, like as, as weird and as uh, gross as that may sound to some people, from a boy's point of view, whether you had that talk in fourth grade, seventh grade, you had a dad who had that talk with you, or a cousin, or a brother, or whatever the case may be, at some point, somebody told you, like, hey, you got to get your rocks off. <laughs> like, it's just a part of it. You got to get your rocks off, bro. And so masturbation is like a part of male maturation. I agree. At least it was for me and the people that, that I grew up with. And, you know, some of my peers. Is, is that Was that the same for would, you, I Alex? I would agree. I would agree. So the difference here is... If you talk to not all women, I'm going to be very yeah. candid, not all women, but the majority of women that I've spoken with did not learn about 
masturbation or they did not participate until they was like damn near like grown grown <laughs> like in college type shit because from my perception and what I've been told is it's not it's frowned upon it's like embarrassing it's not like niggas I mean every you 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 gonna be rare to find a nigga who ain't got caught by their mama their sister their daddy or somebody in their family just busting in on them and you gotta put your dick under your shirt oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ain't shit. supposed to be home. <laughs> What's that? Like some computer? shit like that. <laughs> Nothing. But like, bruh, it, as 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 weird and as awkward as that shit is, niggas for the most part just know. Like, I mean, this shit gonna happen. Yeah, y'all knew. Y'all knew this was gonna happen. You knew you was gonna eventually <laughs> bust in on me, and you know. <laughs> but for for women, that's not the experience. Like women for the most part are taught to be you know wholesome ladies uh so they don't really get the opportunity to a learn about their sexual organs and then b if they do it's not encouraged to explore what it is that you like like i mean i'm gonna be very honest bro (laughs) most niggas that i know because you know niggas Contrary to popular belief, niggas don't always just talk about sex when niggas just be together. But when niggas have conversations about sex, it don't be like wild dickhead shit. It just be regular shit. And niggas damn near know they stroke count. <laughs> like niggas know they stroke count when they when they when they in that thing. They're like, you know what? Let me go and back on out that motherfucker. <laughs> Hell no! Nah. I mean, I don't know the count, nigga. I mean. <laughs> No, I did. but you know, I know, gym, I know, you, I know my body. I know my body. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? you know, you know your body well yeah. enough. That's why niggas have those conversations, and and it just it, it's become like pop culture, like pull out game weak, pull out game strong, whatever the case. Like because for the most part, the male experience is you learn your body enough to know. Let me go and get on out of there. I mean, that's the most important thing. <laughs> you learn your body. It's safe. You know, and that's kind of what masturbation help you do. It help you learn your body. You know, know, know when you on the edge, knowing you need to slow down. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes it's the point of no return where it's like, yeah. fuck it. And ain't like, nothing worse than reaching that point where you know you ain't supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know this is not what you was trying to do, but damn, I can't even turn back now. Here I am. You're like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, shit. Here I am. You know what I'm saying? Apologize so later, man. I, I say all that to say it when when women are traditionally robbed of this experience that men have, most of the time, men go into sexual encounters with one intent get they nut <laughs> now right or wrong i mean it's i mean it's kind of fucked up because niggas know we gonna get our nut man i mean you know it'd be some niggas who'd be like you know shit i ain't even knew it i mean it's like to me if you if you didn't know this because you weren't trying to like that's just how i feel yeah <laughs> i mean it could be a case where like look man it just you know maybe you was just i mean to me unless you just drunk or some shit sometimes you just be extra nigga, drunk. I'll, I'll four shots of that head you know and two saying? pulls of that sound and nigga just like you know shit i'm in this thing like shit like let's go you know what i'm saying but for the most for the most part like you gonna get your nut as a man you know what i'm saying and if you don't then like i said you just weren't trying to because there's no problem because we know our body 
You know what I'm so saying? now that brings me to my other point. When women are deprived of this experience, <clears throat> for the most part, and traditionally, I mean, I, women may a lot of women may watch porn in their spare time. They, they do. just don't talk about it like niggas do, which is you know completely fine. A, a lot of women may masturbate in their spare time and just don't talk about it, or it's not as open or knowledge. The knowledge is just not out there, like niggas just don't really give a fuck about this shit because of the social norms of I mean women don't really talk about that type of shit so I think it's a mixture of several other things that he was saying A I think the the beginning of it is you gotta find niggas who care about you enough to want to make sex enjoyable for you too (laughs) like that's just the reality of it like sometimes some women just want to have sex they may not necessarily even and this is what i don't understand because there are fundamental differences between men and women when it comes to having sex and orgasms women can orgasm multiple times over and over and over and over again men you got about two good times shit one <laughs> they gonna have to take a nap nigga one <laughs> Like y'all See, niggas got, got it. One. Like y'all niggas got it. Like if y'all if that's what y'all doing, that's what y'all doing. Me, I keep it a hundred about me. Niggas one. You know what I'm saying? Nigga now I'm gonna try to stretch that one out. I'm gonna do my best. I'm going to do my best. But nigga, after one, that's I'm done. I'm done. I don't I don't and want then, no more. Nah, but look, this the thing. The thing about men is every man got one in them. Oh. Definitely. The thing of it is, if your bounce, how your bounce yeah, back, the bounce game, back is, game, you might get that one. Mine's terrible. Mine's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> you, well, women. The difference between men and women is a man may a man may get that one off, and that nigga's done. You can hang it That's up. Me. I see. You can hang it up. <laughs> now, if a nigga might, another nigga might be able to. You feel me? Push through, catch that second one. That's that second one gonna ride you out mm. for a long time. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that's I mean if maybe you, if you kick it if you kick into that second one it's like you going super saiyan one you super saiyan in yeah. that thing if you can push through then you good you know what I'm saying but yeah. I, I ain't even trying to push through though if we be honest <laughs> I'm not like I just that's not fun for me you know what I'm saying like I don't even it ain't even worth that because the second one there's so, no way it can be as good as the first one so exactly so that's the thing now women on the other hand women can do it time and time and time and time and time again and you feel me? That's just how it go. It's like a machine. Now, gun, I don't want to. I don't want to make that <laughs> assumption. You know, like I feel like there are. It's probably. It's probably the same for women. Like there's probably some women who are like, look, I just wanted one time, and then there are some that are like, yeah, I'm trying to go back to back. Yeah, to back. if you get them a, if you if they get that big big jump, and you feel <laughs> the me, big big like, jump, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if they get, if they catch that big big, make them stutter jump, like yeah, you feel me that. But we talking like from. I'm talking scientifically, like naturally, women have the capacity to orgasm multiple times, whereas men don't. Because men are traditionally we run out. You orgasm, <laughs> we just run out to goddamn impregnate. True. You feel me? Like so. That's that's the difference. You feel me? So I think one first point. You have to be in relation with somebody who cares enough about you enjoying the sex as well. The other point that I think people are missing is a woman has to know her body 
and know what she needs to have done and what she also needs to do right. in order to ensure that she gets hers as well. Right. Because the, a lot of people will say, you know, niggas don't want to do no foreplay. They just want to goddamn uh, turn the preheat on and then stick the shit in there and expect the shit to be done. They don't want to preheat the oven, wait for it to wait for it to heat up, let the thing get. Ain't got time for that. They don't want it. <laughs> and the thing, <laughs> ain't got time for that. Like, but girl, see, my dick hard right is, now. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? And see, that's the that's the other thing. See, a man. <laughs> hey, pause, niggas, man. Pause. Niggas... <laughs> I mean, I know I'm talking to a nigga. That's all. <laughs> niggas, niggas can visualize the chick. She ain't got to be naked chick. <laughs> Not even a, nigga, a, a nigga can visualize her being naked and be like, "Yep, I'm there," <laughs> and you feel me? Be cool. So, a woman, on the other hand, yes, she has to be put into the mood. Foreplay is a part of it. Now, what women have to understand: if you don't know your body, there is no amount of foreplay in this world that's gonna make you have an orgasm if you don't know what you need in order to make you orgasm. And for every woman, it's not going to be the same thing. So that's where the I think the, the, the third most important point is the communication piece. You have to be able to communicate what you like, what you don't like, what is going to allow you to get what you need to get. Because, I mean, if we're going to be real, sex is the Game of Thrones, nigga. Slick. Who going to sit on the Iron <laughs> Throne, my nigga? <laughs> Who will be at the end? Who is left to sit on the Iron Throne? Like, yeah, in a perfect world, in a, in a perfect world, both of y'all sitting on the Iron Throne together. It's beautiful. Fireworks go off and everything's straight. Most of the time, only one of y'all gonna make it to the throne. It's a battle, my nigga. <laughs> so it is a war, my nigga. You got, you got to do your part. I got to do my part. That's the thing. Like, Man, my White Walker that, is coming. You feel me? <laughs> and we gotta deal with that nigga me and you together we have to contain him you know what I'm saying <laughs> so, so the, the point there is you have to know your body as a woman the man has to know his body as a man and then you gotta communicate those things so that you on the same wavelength like which is the other thing I think they said in a tweet about like um motherfuckers pussies being broke or like a nigga dick being broke like the reality of that shit is that literally means you don't know your own plumbing well enough to give anybody directions as to what needs to be done to get you to where you need to get to because you should know sex is an equal it's an equal opportunity situation so if you don't know how to make you orgasm how the fuck you gonna expect somebody else to know yeah, and, and then a hoe call you trash or something. This nigga trash. Like, ho, you ain't came in years and you talking about I'm trash. Ain't even no coming was a part of it. Like, the craziest thing is when you see videos of women talking about sex and they like, oh, we, we can orgasm too? I'm like, yo, what kind of life have you been living? You 37 years old and you ain't never bust a nut? Like... Damn. As a woman, you ain't how many times you done been bust down and you just let niggas, you feel me, jack off in you? <laughs> I mean shit. They like, just you know, you just gotta enjoy the stroke. And then when the nigga done, you just be like, wow, that was great. Like I don't Or or sex is just underwhelming for you. <laughs> and like you like, damn, why niggas think this so great? Yeah. Which is so that I think Go ahead. No, I was sorry. just gonna say, which is just crazy to think about, you know. 
yeah like it's and the other thing here is i know it, it's uh being talked about right now on the timeline is uh motherfuckers not kissing people that uh <laughs> that they have sex with like that's the going thing right now i mean yeah I, i've been seeing that a lot and um <laughs> it's like i get it like i get it like i, I can understand how you know if y'all just just trying to fuck man you know look we ain't even trying to do all the kissing shit but i mean for for you to be like you never do that or some shit or you know if it's somebody that you truly fuck with i mean I don't know. Niggas capping. I mean, now niggas, I mean, niggas are came cap. out with. I mean, niggas. Yeah. Niggas do be capping like about ever since that nigga dropped that song. We don't do no kissing. No kissing. Oh, uh, no yeah. Kiss, niggas. Ever since then, niggas was like, man, I ain't kissing these hoes, fool. I mean, but I just if, beat, skeet, and tear out. If a girl, if a girl really just ain't, you know, it's like, I don't know. Like, it probably, it could be some women who just like, look, I ain't trying to kiss this nigga. I just, you know. Yeah, so, like women, women, women who really just trying to get to it. Like, if if a woman only sees you for, I mean, let and let's be honest. This is this is a moment where we can have, we can have an honest conversation, right? I'm always honest. Niggas, there are niggas out here who women they they solely use them for sex. Yeah, they only they only text these niggas when they want to have sex. They don't they don't send these niggas good morning. <laughs> they don't hit these niggas up on the side. They don't do nothing. Like they they got a nigga who look, when I hit you, you know what you know what time it is. Just like men do. Like, so if if that's the type of time that both of y'all is on, the likelihood of y'all exchanging pleasantries and, and having that sensual moment where y'all just kissing, y'all probably not doing that. Let's just let's just keep it a buck. I mean, unless you, probably, you know, unless you just require that to be a part of the foreplay, then uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. But nine times out of ten, if if y'all got a situation where she just trying to get some dick, you just trying you just trying to get your rocks off, y'all coming in and getting to like. So that in in cases like that, I assume you know there wouldn't be any type of affection shown because you don't you don't see the interaction as that. And I'm not saying that's that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm saying that's what people do. Mm-hmm. And I think once people get to a point where they are in love with somebody or they do love somebody, and you begin to see you see sex in a different light. Right. And so how you view sex. How you execute sex becomes a little different, but I think that's the primary, like the primary differences in what they've been talking about on social media with the lack of female orgasms is there's a difference between people having, you know, passionate romantic sex or making love or whatever have you, and people who just out here fucking, <laughs> motherfuckers who are out here fucking, they is they fucking for self. And that's fine. It is the it's survival of the fittest, nigga. Whoever, whoever, like what, what, what? Mike Epps, whoever gets to the phone first, <laughs> the other one's going to jail. <laughs> whoever get their nut first, they they done. You won. Done. <laughs> if the other one get it, it's on them. It's like on that's you. that's the type of time they on. So nine times out of ten, if a woman don't know herself, and niggas know themselves, who gonna win? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's as as a woman, right? You got to know that niggas, I mean, first of all, niggas are just innately, well, I'm, I don't want to just shit on niggas, but I was just going to say they're innately selfish when it comes to like sex and stuff. 
Um, and it, it and to me, it takes growth as a man to just really be on some like, because I don't think you're just going to naturally be like, I care about the woman. Like when you first start having sex, you definitely don't give no fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I feel like it takes time to, you know, really be like, okay, like, I know this going to be easy for me. See, for me, it's got to be this perspective of, I know I'm going to get my nut. Like, I just know, like, but as a woman, I just feel like a lot of times women are sitting there like, look, I don't know if I'm going to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, so there's responsibility on both sides. On the woman, you have, but, 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 but Alex, there, there's a way for a woman to ensure she get her nut yeah. every time. Yeah. So this, so this, she know herself. This is my point. Yeah. So there's a responsibility <laughs> on both sides. It's like as a woman, you know, you should know that as a man, I'm gonna get my nut regardless. So when we start this, <laughs> you should like you should already be in your head like, look, either like you just said, you know what you need to do. You better or get you, to playing the good yeah, time. Or, yeah, or you need to start, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> giving some direction. You know what I'm saying? Like, immediately, like, off bat. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let the nigga do what he want to do because, shit, the nigga might, he might really do what he want to do, and you ain't going to like that. And then it's over with. You know what I'm saying? Because if they turn you over, <laughs> turn you over, bend you over, and nigga, we finna be done in 60 <laughs> seconds. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want that. As a woman, you do not want that. You know what I'm saying? So you need to... Do what you got to do. Like you said, man, get that pick out. You know what I'm saying? Get get strumming ready. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. Vroom. You know what I'm saying? Bust out that solo. Rose. Bust out that. I'm yeah, going to take my horse to the old town road. The old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no That's what more. you got to do, man. Get your billboard number yeah. one in the coochie. And that's it. <laughs> and you coochie. <laughs> All right, man. What else? Uh, do you want to talk about this? Uh, the shooting and in... okay, I'm gonna give you two options, right? <laughs> do you want to talk about gun laws and this shooting that happened on North Carolina's campus, or do you want to talk uh, to our caucastic friends? And if you could have one serious conversation. Uh, about something as a black man with a white man, uh, what would it be? Um, I mean, well, I mean, you give me option. You give me a really sad option and then like a really progressive option. <laughs> so it's like, like, why would I choose the sad one? <laughs> you know, but I mean, it ain't necessarily sad. I, it's, I mean, it's people a, die, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, people did die, but I mean, I, I more so want to focus on the gun laws yeah debate, i mean because i saw a very interesting perspective on it. i mean maybe we can briefly touch on both man all right so which, i'll let you start with with, with whichever one you want to hear okay first. let's start with the gun laws let's just start with that all right so unfortunately there was a shooting on the campus uh was it is it was it chapel hill or was it like greensboro uh it was charlotte uh it was unc charlotte oh. it was unc oh unc charlotte yeah i think it Wait, hold on, man. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but I, w- I definitely want to say that that was it, though. Okay. Damn, I'm finna, cool. I'm finna let you know in 10 seconds. Yeah, it was UNC Charlotte. Okay, so UNC Charlotte, there was a shooting there. Uh, how many casualties? Uh, two. Multiple. <laughs> two. Okay, so two casualties. Uh, and, of course, it's opened up the, the gun law debate uh, once again. Now, uh, the reason why I wanted to hit on this topic with you, because I saw a tweet where uh, somebody had essentially said 
this is why we need stronger gun law. And in, in, in reference to what happened, somebody said, uh, when the fuck are we going to implement stronger gun laws? Uh, because we're having too many of these shootings, right? Yeah. And one of the responses was, how would stronger gun laws fix this? And it made me kind of think about it because, you know, Bun B had his house burglarized. Right. Uh, his wife was held at gunpoint. And because he lives in a state that does not have as strict gun laws, he was able to protect himself uh, in his house. And he was able to shoot the perpetrator who later turned up at a hospital, was arrested. Uh, and basically, you know, in many ways, his wife saved her life and his life, uh, enabling him to be able to get, you know, the assailant out of their home. And so I know on the Breakfast Club interview, they were talking about his lawyer was saying if this entire situation would have happened in New York, either the thief or the person who was trying to burglarize their home would have likely killed either or both of them or Bun B would have had to go to jail for protecting himself in his home hmm. because in the state of New York, you're supposed to get to the furthest point in your home. If someone has entered your home without permission and call the authorities, you are not allowed to protect yourself or bear arms in your home. If someone runs in your crib in the state of New York, that's crazy, because I would think that crazy I would think that hell. most states would allow you, like in your home, you know, kind of your domain that you are allowed to keep a firearm. But I do understand in New York, man, they own some other shit. Yeah, but surprisingly, there are a lot. There are several states in which the gun laws are written in such a way that it penalizes legal gun carriers, uh, which leaves them more vulnerable to illegal gun carriers and that, and that's kind of where the debate that's where i fall on the gun law debate like we can put strict gun laws in place as much as we want to but it's two things that's gonna always be for sure if a nigga want to get a gun nigga gonna get a damn gun whether it's legal or it's illegal niggas gonna get guns we too far gone bro like we too, like we too it's, deep. It's, we too deep in the gun game. Like it, we cannot turn back now. Like yeah, maybe if if we had gun laws or good gun laws from the from the jump, maybe we have a chance. And that's why a lot of these people look at other countries and say, "Hey, look at their crime. You know, it's so down, and you know they have strict gun laws." I'm like, that's good and well, but at this point, too far gone, bro. Yeah, Niggas want it's, guns it's now. Literal. Like it's a wrap. Niggas got guns. There's too many guns in our country. You can never get rid of all of them. You know, and even if you got if you got rid of every gun that's in the United States of America right now, next next twenty four, it's gonna be something right the fuck back right in back. here. <laughs> like, so you're just it's creating like, a black market at that point. That's all you're doing. A larger black like, market. There's already one. New York has one of the strictest, if not the most strict gun law uh, gun laws in the country, right? Niggas get shot in New York every day. Niggas always strapped. <laughs> like, hey, but I do think the crime, right. I do think they do have pretty good like crime 
in New York. I could be wrong, but I wanted to say that New York City had, you know, some yeah, of the best Yeah, but see, that, that's because that's because of the stop and frisk. You remember when we talked about this shit when DJ Envy was like, he in, he in favor of the stop and frisk shit. Like, like niggas, <laughs> man, niggas is Niggas else. is getting profiled. So mad niggas is getting, <laughs> mad niggas is getting just thrown in jail because of whatever. But I, to, to answer your point, I do not believe that New York crime is like on the up and up. I think they still... I mean, really, how can you measure that? Because it's like one of, if not the largest cities in the world, New York City. Uh, so I guess per capita, like they always going to be in the top 10 just because of just the sheer amount of people. So I don't necessarily know how you would measure uh, their crime. I mean, you, just do the, I mean, you just do the crime by per capita. Like, you know, that's usually how. They try to measure, I mean, a lot of metrics. But that shit gonna be high anyway. I mean, not really. I mean, if I mean, if you're doing a comparison to how many crimes are being committed as opposed to how many people live in it, I mean, the percentage should be pretty accurate against even a small city. You know, it ain't gonna be like a higher percentage. I mean, unless you just got a higher percentage of people committing crime, which is what the stat is supposed to suggest. But my thing is, I feel like crime in New York City has been going down. Like it used to be known to be, you know, a lot of crime, but I feel like it's just go- it's been kind of going down over the years. I mean, and I, and I feel like that. I don't know, you know, you can't quote me on that, but you know, I feel like I read that somewhere, I heard that somewhere that they're doing pretty well as far as getting it under control. But I don't know if that can be attributed to the gun laws. I mean. That's that's the hardest thing, being able to pinpoint exactly the reasoning for stuff, because people will blame it on a lot of different stuff. Whatever their agenda is, that's what people will blame it on. True. I just looked up the USA Today, the 25 most dangerous cities in America. Guess who's sitting at 24? <laughs> Chattanooga. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Chattanooga, Chattanooga is sitting hey, man, Shit rough, man. Hey, shit is, hey, it's a lot of crime, bro. Hey, who, who, yeah, who, who in chat ain't been uh, robbed or had some shit stolen from them? My, literally. Like, I don't know. No, I mean, I like everybody that I know has, they can tell you a story of like yeah. one or the other. Nashville sitting at 17. And that's that's uh, two in Tennessee. 615 I know Memphis still in there. Two, I or maybe not. Uh, yeah, Memphis probably in the top five. Yeah, Memphis is number four. Where Anchorage, Alaska at? Hey, the niggas <laughs> uh, don't play. Hell, nah, they don't play. Uh, damn, if you were to ask, I just scrolled by it too. Like I just, I just know that I always be seeing sixteen. Yeah, I always be seeing them on the list. Yeah, and then uh, number so number one is St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. The STL number two is Detroit. Number three is Baltimore. Um, and then rounding out the number five is Kansas City. So Lil Rock sitting at number six. Shout out to Bangin' and Lil Rock. Uh <laughs> have you ever seen Bangin' and Lil Rock? Have we talked about that on here? Uh I don't think so. But I think I, I think I remember like I remember. <laughs> hell yeah. That. Y'all check out Bangin' and Lil Rock, man. This shit funny as hell. I mean, it ain't funny, but it's funny. <laughs> But yeah, man, I say all that to say uh, I don't think uh, New York is in the top 25 because it was not listed. So you may be correct, AC. Yeah, man. Um, and then along with that, 
stricter gun laws it's not gonna keep niggas from getting shot niggas get shot every day b it's gonna get you some soup some tea <laughs> you be all right nigga you tough <laughs> i got you tough right i got shot in the head baby i'm done <laughs> nigga talking about he done get your man's a thermometer or something <laughs> nigga talking about he done Oh uh, shit. All right, AC. So have your conversation with Mr. Rogers, man. Or white folks, man. You can have a conversation with uh with, with, with white people and like I ain't talking like I guess I'm talking more so like to get them to understand certain things. I guess cause I don't really want to talk about Mayo Cella. We can talk about this shit next week. <laughs> the Taylor Swift shit. But I need to stop. Uh, First of all, I just want to say y'all need to stop making fun of Taylor Swift, man. <laughs> I'm tired of, first of all, I'm tired of y'all making fun of white people in general. I'm on my Daniel Caesar shit. <laughs> Why are y'all so mean? Y'all so mean, dog. But basically, it's like I was telling uh, one of the people in our uh, group message, like, white Twitter exists. And when they latch on to something, like, you really can see the views of... Uh, I don't necessarily want to say the majority, but you can see how their reality is so much different from our reality. Yeah. So I just wanted to know if you could, if you could have a conversation with, with one of them, like, what would you say? What would be the subject matter that you would really want them to kind of grasp to change uh, how they view things? I mean, well, you know, obviously we would probably be talking about some race shit. Um, See, but here go the thing, though, and this is as I, as time goes on, this just becomes more real and apparent to me. Just like I was talking about how I'm never going to know what it's like to be a woman. And like, I can do my best to empathize. I can do my best to put myself in their shoes. But it's just a completely different experience that it's kind of hard for me to understand. As a white person, I understand that putting yourselves in the in the shoes of black people are really trying to understand how black people feel. It's tough. Like, it's not. It's not easy. Um, and it's, I mean, it's damn near impossible if we're being honest. And it's the same way for me to put myself in white people's shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like all, like a lot of black people, I think, you know, we think about our circumstances and obviously, you know, the history, you know, really just speaking about black Americans here, the history of our country and things like that. And that's our perspective like that. All those factors affect our perspective and how we view things and how we view race in America. And as a white person, it's a completely different perspective, you know, and we can do our best like me personally. And, you know, obviously in the past on this podcast, I've been known for, you know, quote unquote caping for white people, but it's like, I really like to put myself in their shoes. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like a lot of people don't, it's just like, you know, it's like this is how we feel and this this is the truth. Like how we feel is the truth. It's how black people feel. But we have to understand that white people are in the same boat. Like they have a certain feeling in the way they feel, their perspective, they feel like that's the truth, you know. So there has to be some compromise. So if I was to talk to a white person, you know, first of all, I would go over all of that, you know what I'm saying, to understand that uh just because you have a different perspective and you know, and like I always talk about on the podcast, you know, our lens, right? Like our lens that we're looking out of. So we have to do a better job of acknowledging the lens. You know what I mean? 
And there's 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 blame on both sides. Like, I'm not going to say it's just completely one one sided when it comes to race. I do feel like black people have a deeper understanding because we're the minority, because we're on the side that's most negatively affected. And it's and it's a negative effect that is it's kind of hard to see from the other side. You know what I'm saying? Because there's all these other factors like, damn, you know. Cause you know, you got white people that feel like black people have privilege. They feel like there's, I mean, and there is a sort of black privilege, but they feel like that black privilege is like real, real, like, you know, we, like, we're like, we have everything going for us and we're just not taking advantage of it. That's how a lot of, you know, white people feel. And honestly, I can, as a black person, I can understand that perspective. It's not correct. It's not a correct perspective, but as a black person, I feel like we have to be able to acknowledge that that's a reasonable perspective, given everything that's going on and given the shoes that white people are in. So for white people, I need white people to do the same. I need them to understand that they have a specific perspective. That's not necessarily, I don't want to say that it's incorrect, but it's just not thorough. It's not a thorough perspective. It's not really taken into account uh, that, look, I'm white, so I have this perspective. I was just listening to um, today because I listened to Dan Lebatar's show, which is a show on ESPN. It's a radio show. They also have a TV show. But they were playing a clip from First Take, which is the show with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. And they also had, uh, what's the dude name? Will Kane on there. They were talking about, it was like for the Yankees or, I want to say it was the Yankees, how they play a rendition of God Bless America. Of America to be. Yeah, oh, yeah, God Bless yeah, America. Yeah, from, you know, the white singer from a million years ago. And apparently she had some other songs that were kind of racist uh, or I guess had some racial epithets. I don't want to use her own word. Has some just some racial undertones in it, uh, but you know she sings this up. Nah, that shit was racist as fuck. Yeah. So okay, so she has songs like she has songs right that you know we definitely would get the fuck out the paint. But so so now they're saying because she has those songs, we're gonna get this other song that's not necessarily racist, but it was sung by this person who does have some racist things about them. So we getting it out the paint. And we're just not going to play that no more. Now, Will Kane's perspective was saying, hey, look, we cannot go back in the past and try to apply today's, uh, you know, sentiments and how we feel about shit today to the past and like condemn this woman and say that, you know, she's a horrible woman and we can't play none of her music no more. Like we can't do that. And then Stephen A. Smith was like, "Okay, I understand your perspective, but you got to also understand that you have that perspective because of who you are like because you're a white man and the people who have a problem with it as black people they have a different perspective because of who they are and you cannot dismiss that like you cannot dismiss who the opinion is coming from because that's playing a factor and just because you disagree you know you have to understand why you're disagreeing it's because you're a different person you know what i'm saying i'm I'm, when we talk about transgender i'm not transgender so my opinion gonna be different from somebody who is transgender like i i know that so that's why you know earlier i'm like i want to speak to a person like that because hearing their side is important and i feel like a lot of white people um and black people too i feel like everybody is a victim of doing this you know not really wanting to hear the other side or when the other side throws something at them that they don't agree with they like completely dismiss that side you know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes 
if I'm on Twitter, I'll see some people going back and forth or maybe like a black person and a white person going back and forth. And then a black person, they may be making some good points and then they'll make like a bad point. And I'll be like, damn, like they really fucked it up because this white person is about to pounce on them and, you know, really just make bad, yeah, you know, make them look stupid. <laughs> and it's just like, damn. And now this now this white person is going to lead that conversation like, you know, black people are idiots, man. They are dumb. And I'm smart. You know, I won this this little racial debate with this black person and that or that you know because they're unwilling to acknowledge that all black people are not the same and you are going to outsmart some black people and there's some black people you ain't even going to get close to outsmarting my nigga so you know so my main thing is saying you know the conversation i want to have with white people is really all people if we be honest but since we're talking about white people it's just the importance of nuance and the importance of perspective and the importance of they're not actually always just being a right and a wrong you know what I'm saying? It's just the lens, bro. Yeah. It's the lens. I got you. Uh, and that's a great point because I think my conversation, uh, my conversation and questioning would be similar to that. Um, and that it's coming from that same vein and vantage point, but mine would be more focused on understanding what black people mean by white privilege right i think oftentimes white people hear white privilege and they think about all of the things that they can touch see and feel that overwhelmingly white people have that black people don't Um, when we talk about systematic racism in regards to uh their their economic standpoint um when we talk about their ability to create and retain jobs, like I think they think of that. And while that's a part of it, I think what they can, what they can't fathom because of their vantage point are the things that literally affect us the most. Like, yeah, the economic disparity affects us, but I mean, niggas, niggas, niggas going to figure out a way to make, shit shake regardless right because it's what we, that's what we've been doing i think the lesser understood privilege that white people have um that i think if you're not a black person or if you're not a person of color uh but specifically black people um you just won't get it and you can't make somebody understand it but the insight on it right i w- i would want to have a conversation with them like imagine I take you right now to a remote village in Africa. I take you and your family to a remote village in Africa. And I tell you, you, your children, your children's children, your children's children's children, and so on and so forth. Down 20 generations will have to live in this strange land, work for these strange people, do these things. I'm going to give you the scraps. They're going to give you the scraps from their table. You have to make it work. They're going to separate you from your family. They're going to rape your wife. They're going to rape you. They're going to rape your children. And that trauma is just going to go down 20 generations, right? Mm -hmm. Would you tell your great, 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 great grandson to simply get over what you experienced? No. 
because science has taught us that trauma is passed on from generation to generation. They can see it. They've done studies to show that that trauma, especially extreme trauma, and it 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 don't really get much more extreme than something like four hundred years of slavery, is passed down from generation to generation. When I have my child in October, my child, I'm working my ass off to make sure that when that child is born, it has the least amount of trauma to deal with when it's born. But I know for a fact, as a black man, that trauma lives in me. No matter how much I try, no matter how much I progress, no matter how much I talk about those things, like, because it's something that I can't control. Genetic, like what we were talking about earlier, genetics, your physical makeup. These are certain things that are just passed down, unfortunately. So it's like my child at some point will have to come to terms with the fact that people who look just like him or her were enslaved and raped and beaten and treated like animals, treated like less than for hundreds of years. And then one day they said we was free. And then you became public enemy number one, because not only are you not working for free anymore, not only do we get to do whatever we want to to you anymore. Now the government tells us we supposed to treat you like one of us. Hell no. So then they treat you like dog shit for another 80 years. <laughs> then you get your civil rights, get the right to vote, and your 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 rights are still infringed upon. And then you fast forward 50, 60 years. Now we here in the most technologically advanced society and the most progressive country. And you're still treated in many ways like less than understanding the trauma of if you as Bob, you know, middle-aged white man, nice vehicle, you get pulled over by the police. Your initial thought is the police is doing their job. (laughs) Routine traffic stop. I could have yielded at a stop sign. I could have, maybe I was going two, three miles over the speed limit, you know, you go into these experiences as a U.S. citizen with an expectation that this person in the position of power is going to respect your unalienable rights as a citizen to treat you like a human being. Me and you, if somebody, if a police officer, especially a police officer who don't look like us get behind us, there's a certain panic. There's a certain anxiety. There's a certain fear that you may leave this situation in a body bag. True. Not because it's the cool, trendy thing to say, not because, you know, black lives matter, but because you are a black person and you are left alone with a police officer who's in a position of power who does not look like you. And time and time again, story after story, you've been shown and told that they can do whatever, however they want to, and get away with it. And in a lot of ways, the reason why our interaction and our, the way we feel about the police officers, the the reasons why we feel that way is because police in America trigger that anxiety and that trauma 
that's coursing through our veins down 40 generations from slavery, it triggers it, bro. True. And we don't even realize it. But all it takes is one interaction. All it takes is for you to see Philando Castillo. All it takes is for you to see Sandra Bland. All it takes is for you to see these things. See yourself in these things. And that trauma that may be deeply rooted. You may only have a few drops of that trauma still left in coursing through your veins. But it's going to come out. Because that's that fear. And it's like, as a white person you don't innately have that fear and you don't have to, you don't have to live with that fear. You don't have to walk around with that fear. And depending upon your experience where you were born and raised as a black person, you may have that same fear in every white face that you see. So getting them like, that's what my conversation would be is framing whatever framing our experience in a way that it forces them to look at it from another point of view. You put it in, you put it, you put them in their shoes. Like I know the the comparison is drawn a lot between slavery and the Holocaust. And one of the main reasons why our Caucasian counterparts view the Holocaust the way that they do is because they can see themselves in certain aspects in Jewish people. I mean, they're Europeans. Depending upon how you view Jewish people, most people just view them as Jewish. But to the untrained eye, you may see a Jewish person and just think they another white dude. <laughs> I mean, cause they are, man. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. So so of course, as a as a white man, you may be able to make the distinction the distinct you may be able to distinguish between, you know, a Northern Irish or Scotch Irish and a a person who's Jewish, right? But for the most part, you can see yourself in the struggle of a Jewish person. You can see yourself having to be put into the unbearable and inhumane situations that the Jews were put into during the Holocaust. That's why the Holocaust resonates with nine out of 10 of Americans. Slavery don't resonate with nine out of 10 Americans because for the most part, depending upon where you, where you're from, there are a lot of places in America where black people are extremely the the minority. You go out West, you got black people in pockets, (laughs) Most of the black people in this country are still in the South, up the Eastern coast and in what used to be those steel mill cities. You go out to the plains, you go out West, you're going to be hard pressed to find black people. And when you find black people, they're going to be all in one area. So you got people in Los Angeles, California. And I didn't even realize this, Myself, until I was talking to some people from L.A., like you have people in L.A. who if you are born and raised in a certain area of L.A., you may never see a black person in your life. (laughs) Crazy. Like because when we think L.A., we think Hollywood uh, from our culture, we think Hollywood. We think uh, some of the hoods in L.A. We think uh, the Lakers, Showtime. 
all of this shit. If you grow up in a certain part of Hollywood, LA, nigga, you ain't seen a black person. You ain't never interacted with a black person. Maybe one. <laughs> Maybe one. one. Slipped in there. So it's like understanding that the vast majority of this country only get the understanding of black people off what they see on the news, what they read in the news, what they see on television. So whereas nine out of 10 Americans may be able to empathize and sympathize with the experience of the Jews during the Holocaust, they not humanizing niggas. So when you hear about slavery, you like, nigga, that was 500 years ago. Get the fuck over it. You get what I'm saying? Like they don't understand the trauma that goes along. And so getting that, that would be my, my goal is to not necessarily, cause you can't make nobody see your, get your experience, but framing it in such a way where they, they have to look at 20 generations down their lineage. You're in a strange land. How would you feel if somebody told them just get over it? Well, you know, I, I just feel like a lot of white people feel like slavery was necessary. Like it was like a necessary evil. You know what I mean? So, you know, we look at it as like, damn, like that's some real inhumane shit that happened to our people. While they're just like, while they're probably like, you know, it was fucked up. But look, man, we had to build the country. You know what I'm saying? So they just kind of low key, you know, that's why they don't really like to talk about it. That's why they're kind of, you know, taking it out of books or not really you giving you a lot of information when you in school about it. Because, you know, it's like, yeah, we'll kind of acknowledge it. And that's why the story keep kind of changing and shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, they just feel like it was essential to the growth of our country. And, you know, that's that. And we should be glad that like we should be glad that we are where we are right now, because, you know, because of that, we now get to live in America. And, you know, it's still a great place to live. And to be honest, like I was just saying, when we talk about the lens I can understand that perspective. I don't agree with that perspective, but I can understand it. I can understand how somebody could, if you white, how you could feel that way. You know? I mean, I I can understand it too, which is why, you you know, I said what I said about agreeing with you with vantage points, because as bad as African slaves had it, and as much trauma as we still deal with today as the descendants of those slaves, I look at the Native Americans, indigenous people, literally roamed this entire continent. Right. They were the only people on this continent. Literally everywhere. They've now been reduced to what? Four or five nations? And you know, they got some reservations. I mean, you know, like... I mean, they, they, I mean, I don't know. I, I ain't even going to speak like I know. <laughs> I mean, but, but think about that, right? So you have, you used to be the dominant population. You used to be the majority in an area. You had people come in, take this from you, kill you off, then tell you that you, we will let you live here. <laughs> and like, fucked up. that's how shit for i'm sorry for a lack of better terms but that's how shit get whitewashed right if you are a native american living on a reservation right let's say you are engulfed in your culture whether by choice by choice or by force right 
that's no different for some of these people like the Amish. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever seen the show like uh Escaping Amish or Yeah, when they leaving the Amish life. When they live a normal life for a little minute and see if they yeah. want to stay there. Yeah, so imagine that. Like imagine you are I don't want to say forced to stay on this reservation, but I mean for the most part from my understanding, that's where a lot of indigenous people, they remain in or around their reservation. So it can feel the same way for them, especially younger people. So if they branch out, leave nine times out of 10, if they go see what else is out there, they may or may not come back. So if you don't come back, the likelihood of you meeting somebody who's also a native American is going to be slim. So then you start dating other people. <laughs> so then now you either end up with somebody of another ethnicity, somebody of another culture. So as bad as this may sound, Native Americans are slowly dying off. And if their stories aren't told, if they remove them from the books, we may live in a time or our children may live in a time where there's a generation who knows nothing about Native Americans, who know nothing about indigenous people. Simply because of how things are changing. When you start removing stuff from the history books, like it's it's niggas know what niggas know what the fuck going on. It's, they did the same thing with like mathematics, organized history. Like, that's what happened. When people came in and, and took over or conquered ancient Mesopotamia, conquered the Egyptians, conquered down in Mexico, did all of these things. The first thing that they did was got rid, they got rid of the written history. Cause that means in two, in two or three generations, everything that everybody knew about the history is lost, which I mean, I hate that we have kind of resorted everything back to a Game of Thrones reference, but that's what the Night King wanted to do with Bran. Like, if I get rid of Bran, don't nobody remember shit? He's the only keeper of history. Mankind will cease to exist because it does not know where it has come from. Put people in a long night, they ain't gonna know shit. They're not gonna know shit but this. This is all they're gonna ever know. And that's that's where we are now. I seen some shit where they said slavery was indentured servitude. Like, nigga, get the fuck. Like, come on, bro. So you whitewash history in three or four generations, black people not even gonna know why they in the situation they in. And that that's what that's gonna make it even worse. You got something worth fighting for if you know what you've been through to get to this point. Are we doing our ancestors a disservice nine times out of ten? Yeah, niggas be bullshitting. like that's just the reality of it niggas be bullshitting on instagram doing a whole bunch of bullshit niggas not going to school niggas not voting niggas not learning all the shit they sacrifice for niggas just be like fuck it is i mean that's just what niggas is on right now right or wrong that's what niggas is on but at least for the most part the black community understands that we endured 500 years of slavery and 80 more years of prejudice and racism so we know why we in the position we in. Now the point is how we going to get out of it, right? In three generations, if you don't even know what the, why the hell you got there, it's just going to become normal to you. Like you chilling. You going to kick it in the hood just because you don't 
Shit, we didn't always been in the hood. For real shit. But that's why we didn't always we just gotta get I mean that's why, you know, we just gotta keep trying to progress while we do have the knowledge. Well, maybe we'll get to a point where it's like, you know, some shit like when we talk about slavery, it'll be some shit that's just like, yeah, you know, but we are completely different right now. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it was fucked up back then, but, you know, we good now. You know what I'm saying? But like like the perspective you're saying is like if shit still ain't good, then it's just like we really going to be in a predicament because we don't we really not going to know how to address how to, uh, you know, progress. But some people would disagree with that. Some people would say it's best that we forget about slavery and really just focus on and what the fuck going to on. To those right people, to those people, I say, uh, fuck you and uh, fuck you too. I mean, it's good. It's good to know your history always. Always can't know where you're going if you don't know where you're being. Uh, do you want to hit on? Uh, do you want to hit on the uh, Hove B-sides? I mean, I really don't have anything to say about it, to be honest. Well, I will say it was great to see him and Nas come out and uh, go back and forth, you feel me? That was a moment. Him and Cam pieced it up. Kill the beef him. is over. Uh, he didn't smack the CEO. So, you feel me? It is what it is. Hove did a viral... Um, freestyle um basically big enough nipsey hustle uh speaking on gentrification um we not gonna really talk about that shit because i feel like we've talked about gentrification before so go through the old episodes and hear what we got to say uh if not you can hear some of the takes from these other podcasts this one my old shit listen to my old episodes (laughs) um and I don't know about you, AC, but I really don't want to necessarily, I don't want to hit on sports this week, uh, just because I don't, I mean, the Spurs choked, but I mean, I mean, they, it's not they really ain't really choked. I mean, it was the lower seed, or I guess the higher seed. Nigga, they choked, bro. They didn't foul a nigga with like 23 seconds left on the clock. They could have easily won that game if they could not have easily won. How, I mean, come on, easily. I mean, AC, all it takes is you know, free throws ain't free. We did, we've discussed this That's on true. this podcast. Free throws are not free, and the way niggas are shooting free throws in the NBA this playoff series, shit, nigga, we don't know what the fuck would happen. But yeah, outside of that, ain't really too much going on with uh with sports. I mean, we can talk draft at any time. I mean, the big story was Daniel Jones. Yeah. And that's not even a story because the niggas trash. <laughs> so New York bullshitted. Um, yeah, man, that's that's it. So we can talk. We can talk NBA playoffs next week because we'll have a better understanding of what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, we may we may be in fully in the conference finals by then, but I doubt. I it. I don't know. Could be. So yeah, we 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 can catch, we can hit that shit next week. Uh, I do want to end on uh, another cool little note. Uh, We've done one of these before, and the, I think we've done several of these, and I think they've gone over pretty well. Um, so I sent you, I sent this to you. I don't know if you've checked it out yet, but you can only pick three pills, right? Yeah. So um, the first pill is perfect health. The second pill is you get to choose or keep your body type forever or until you die. I mean, yeah. <laughs> number three is you get super strength. Number four, you have the ability to heal others' illnesses. Number five, 
you can become super intelligent. Number six, you can find love forever. Number seven, you can talk to deceased. You can talk to deceased loved ones. So I'm assuming that's unlimited. Um, Number eight, you can change three things from the past. And number nine, you have unlimited money. Yeah, I'm going uh, perfect health. Unlimited unlimited money. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say change three things from the past. And I know that's so. Not, what that's, three things you changing? Well, I'm not gonna tell you specifically, but it's some shit that you know. Sometimes just be some shit in the past that you know just kind of be eating at you. Like, damn, I should have handled that differently. And um, I would definitely want to change. Nigga, that. I thought you was gonna go back and like stop Hitler. Oh fuck, <laughs> this man, I'm nigga said. Me. <laughs> well, first I really thought that it was pertaining to my past, not like this from nigga don't past. give a fuck about the the greater good. Hell no. <laughs> No, I thought it was just talking about my past. I guess I didn't. I was reading it as like my past. If it's like all past, then no, nah, I don't know, man. Then I'm gonna feel like it's too much of a responsibility for me to like change shit. Like that's just too much for me. Uh, Look, now, if it's if it's some shit for yourself. if it's my past, if it was like I can change three things in my past, then I'm choosing that. But if it's past in general, then no, I'm not choosing that because it's too much responsibility. Then I would go with like probably like heal others' illnesses because you know I can have perfect health. I could, you know, heal people, which I mean, I don't know. Niggas would think I'm Jesus or something. Nah, maybe I shouldn't go with that because I don't want niggas thinking I'm God. Then folks going to be bothering me and shit. Alice, can you, I got a cold. Can you heal me? But think about this. If you super intelligent, you might can find the cures to a lot of these illnesses. I mean, I might. I mean, it's plenty of super intelligent people who ain't found shit. True that. So maybe I won't go with that. So, okay. So I'm going to go with perfect health, unlimited money. And um, now I, I'll go with super intelligence. I mean, I, 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 I would like to be smart. I mean, I am smart, For the but win. I like to be more smart. Smarter. Maybe it's the word I should have used. Not more smart. Um, yeah, so what about you? I'm going to go with a perk, a zaddy, and uh, <laughs> how's it going on? The blue Superman. That's what I'm going Can I get a blue dolphin, um, please? I'm going to go with perfect health. I think perfect health and unlimited money, I, I just think they're no-brainers. A, because perfect health, I mean, you know you're going to be good. So that to me, that kind of cancels out the choose or keep your body type. Because if you got perfect health, you probably can do whatever you need to do to maintain or keep the body type that you have or want. Um, unlimited money. I just come on. <laughs> like unlimited money. You don't give me no cap. Oh, it's over with. Big cap. Oh, it. Oh, it. Uh, right now, I'm kind of debating between heal others' illnesses or talk to deceased loved ones. Only because I feel like, similar to you, healing other people' illnesses, I think that's a lot of responsibility. Everybody gonna be coming, like, to you, bro. everybody and their mama, yeah. literally. 
But even if so, even if other people don't know, like let's say you heal, you heal everybody in your family illnesses, you make sure everybody else, everybody's straight. Then you start having, you feel me, like the Tony Stark, Captain America syndrome, where you like, I mean, I could be doing so much good for everybody else. <laughs> so then, then now you have this like burden of responsibility to cure everybody and you like man i ain't even really i'll be that. like look man i'm showing up to the hospital on the 23rd of every month okay i'm gonna pull up on the tw- don't call me on the 22nd don't call me on the 24th if it's the 12th and you know you and you know and i mean if it's the 12th look man i'm sorry like you just gotta survive to the 23rd i'm gonna pull up on the 23rd and if you there i'm fuck with you but i have a life i got shit to do I'm already doing miracles. I don't have to do none of this shit. I could just say I ain't doing shit. So I'm pulling up on the 23rd every month, you know, and yeah, I'm healing everybody. Yeah, going to treat you like Jesus for real. My 23rd, <laughs> nigga, that line going to be so motherfucking long at that hospital. AC pulling up. And see, the the other thing is it don't really, it don't tell you how you heal other people's illnesses. So you could heal other people's illnesses in a way in which it's like, I don't know. Maybe you could mass produce some shit to heal other people's illnesses, or it could be some shit like you're equipped with the cures for all illnesses, but you still gotta like mix the yeah, shit yeah. up. So now you, you like perform surgery and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You doing <laughs> brain surgery? Ain't even signed like, up bro, for this shit, bro. Shit take four hours, bro. Uh, changing three things from the past. I, I, I'm not gonna necessarily try to do this shit because you know when you fuck with time, time gonna fuck back. That's what Tony Stark said in Endgame. How would niggas, how would niggas alert. know? Like, are do y'all niggas time traveling? Like, I know niggas talk about Spoiler the butterfly alert. effect, but like, y'all niggas don't know. I mean, if you if you gonna keep it real though, like when you think about it, if you go back and you change certain things, it is a butterfly effect. Is is essentially you're not going to be able to come back and live the same life that you lived before. It's I like, mean, it makes sense, but niggas don't know, though, is my point. Like, it makes sense. Niggas do No, know, that's not bro. provable. Like, it's not okay. provable, is my point. Bruh, so if we go back in time and we prevent 9-11 from happening... I mean, there's going to be shit that... You think everything panned out the way that this did? Things it? will be different, but it's like... We wouldn't have had no war in Iraq. Hundreds of Americans would have never died. Hundreds of Americans would have never remarried or not, like it's it's so much shit did did you change just by doing I mean, that? Or think about what where the world would be right now if let's say the Holocaust never happened. Or let's say somebody is cynical and evil as hell and they go back and they help Hitler win. Like, okay, so that that literally changes the world. Okay, Nate, I understand that if you change major <laughs> events, then obviously there will be changes to the future. I get that. I'm just talking about when it'd be like little small, like like the the thing with the butterfly effect is like if you go back and you kill a fucking butterfly, then you change the whole world type shit. It's like if I go back and I just, you know, like I broke my wrist when I was in the first grade. Like if I go back and just say, hey, don't break your wrist that that's going to guarantee that my life is going to have a completely different direction. You know, like, I mean, I don't know. Could be. like, yeah, it could be, but you know, it could not. And that's my whole point. Like you can't prove that shit. Yeah. 9-11, you prevent uh, yeah, 9-11. I mean, look, I, I could still be with my wife in a house right now doing a podcast with you. Like, I don't know if that's going to change. Yeah. But George Bush don't get reelected. I mean, that would be, who 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 are you running against the second time? John Kerry? Yeah. John Kerry. 
I was rooting for him. And ima- imagine if Al Gore would have won. Should have won. Well, imagine if they would have really allowed Al Gore to win. Like all of this, all of this uh, global warming and ozone layer protection shit he was talking about back then. Imagine if he would have been able to get in office and get some shit done. Like nigga, we could be in a completely nigga. We could be living in Wakanda. Nah, that shit. The greed, the greed is too much, man. That's why we gonna destroy the earth. Just it's all greed. Like the reason all this shit fucked up is greed, and greed is always gonna prevail. God said the meek shall inherit the earth. I'm about as meek as it gets. So, I mean, what will meek do? You know, that is a question that we may never get the answer to. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the last pill I'm gonna pick is being able to talk to deceased loved ones. I'm good. I mean, I do got people that died I would love to talk to, but I mean, what are we going to talk about? I mean, I guess for for me, I'm looking at it like you can't know where you're going if you don't know basically what we were talking about with the history, right? And so it's like having having that wealth of knowledge to tap into and just because you lose them you know, physically, you don't necessarily lose the ability to get there. Like, imagine if do you have do you have like your grandparents in your life? Um, I wouldn't say in my life. Well, both I have two grandparents. Like my mom's parents have, are both uh, deceased, and then my dad's parents. I mean, I know them, but I mean, I don't know. I just wouldn't say they're in my life. I wouldn't say they're in my life. Gotcha. Okay. So if your mom's parents are deceased, right? So if she had a great relationship with her parents, like imagine if she could tap in and be able to have conversations with them about some of the things that maybe she could have done differently or how she could have handled certain things a little bit differently in regards to you and your brothers growing up or... How, how she may can learn how to deal with different experiences that she's having now that she has grown children and they're living their lives and having children of their own. You get what I'm saying? Like the wealth of knowledge, that, that type of thing is more so what I'm looking, what I'm looking for. And I mean, you know, it just say loved ones. It don't necessarily say relatives right. or shit. I mean, you talk to Tupac. If you or love Martin Luther King. <laughs> you feel me, <laughs> nigga? Nigga, go holler at Milk. You feel like, me, hey, bro? Who, who go holler you, at Mac? <laughs> like, yeah, like think about that shit. You can go back. You can go back and have a conversation with Biggie and Tupac and be like, "Hey, bro, real bro, talk. Who shot y'all? Who shot y'all?" Like let let us know so we can go solve this shit because I'm sick of it. Niggas found OJ the next day. <laughs> what if you go looking for Pac and that nigga not even dead? <laughs> like you like, like yo, I, I got like, just you know, this feel I can talk to dead people. Like where Pac at? <laughs> like you talking to big and shit? Like where Pac at? Then that nigga just start laughing. You know and that shit. Nigga. <laughs> like nigga, that nigga is alive. <laughs> you know that nigga ain't here. <laughs> It was all a dream. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, we, yo, yo, we, yeah, we. De- this definitely might be our last episode. Niggas is gonna get us the fuck out of here. Man, fuck these niggas, man. So with that said, man, AC, you got anything else? No, sir. All right, man. Uh, once again, check out 
the the after five uh thronies that's what we're gonna call it because <laughs> the ac don't fuck with it <laughs> uh the after five thronies man um appreciate y'all listening as always uh definitely give us feedback this week let us know if you fucking with uh the thronies in this week's episode if y'all fucking with the double content if you're not uh, let us know man uh outside of that like subscribe share with your friends uh we've seen an, an increase in uh streams and listens so shout out to everybody who's spreading the word uh building up the the after five uh army and shit like that so yeah shout out to y'all man yeah man um i was just gonna say uh i know we've been having some problems with spotify lately um and i am working on a fix for that uh so anybody who's you know kind of a loyal spotify listener i really do appreciate your patience with us as we work through that issue um but yeah we definitely gonna get that up to date for y'all because i know how troublesome that can be yeah this shit's stressful so Appreciate y'all, man. As always, we'll talk to y'all next week. Uh, are we we gonna drop? We'll talk about it after. Uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> shout out to y'all, man. Uh, peace.